Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is First Lady, Evangelist, Teacher, Student of the Word of God, Danielle Wilson. It is my pleasure, my honor, glory be unto God to come to you this morning, Teaching Tuesday, September 19, 2017, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, live from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It is my pleasure, glory to God, glory and honor to God to come to you and minister to you uh, the Word of God today. And just, you know, to be alive today, just to be able to come to you today, excuse me, with... um. Uh, praise and thanksgiving unto the Lord. Today is the day that God has made. We shall, we shall, S-H-A-L-L, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what's coming our way, no matter what's not coming our way, no matter what's happening in our lives, no matter what's not happening in our lives, this is the day. Is it the day or a day? Let's take a look at that. <clears throat> Excuse me, by me being a student of the Word of God, I truly like to um, minister the Word in accuracy. And one little word, this is the day or either a day that the Lord has made, and one little word can change the whole meaning, you know, of what God is saying. That's just like one word from God. All we need is one word from God sometimes that will change the whole um, uh, dynamic of our life and our situation and our circumstance. Just one word from God. And when we hear a word from God, we know that it is not a small word. When we hear a word from God, we know that it is not just a little word. Glory to God. It's a word of deliverance. It's a word of encouragement. It's a word of change. Just one word can make a change, glory to God, in our lives. Psalms 118 and 24 says, um, where is it at? This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Okay, and that's the New King James Version. This is the day, a day, not just any old day, but the day that the Lord has made. That means that there are some great things that are going to happen today. That means we're to expect some good, de- some good things on today, the day, not, not a day. Okay, this is a day like any old day that the Lord has made. No, this is the day, the day for our breakthrough, the day for our deliverance, the day, glory to God, for God to give us favor and open doors that no man can shut, and to shut doors that no man can open. This is the day that the Lord has made, glory to God. And that second portion of that verse is, we will rejoice, glad in it. Hallelujah, because this is the day. Glory to God, and we're expecting great things on today, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, that's the New King James Version. Let's look at just King James um, without it being the New King James Version. Let's just take a look at the King James Version, which says, Psalms 118.24, there again, this is the day the day of our breakthrough, the day of our deliverance, 
the day of financial increase, glory to God, the day that our ministry will go higher, the day the doors will be opened for us, glory to God, the day that God will give us favor. This is the day which the Lord has made. And then King James Version says, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And the word will, let me just give, I feel an option from the Holy One of Israel to define the word will, D-E-S. I-N-E. I pray your morning is going well, your evening went well, glory to God. I know your day is going to go well. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will, expressing the future tense, express, expressing evitable evidence, ev- events. Okay, let me calm down. That's something that I've been kind of like um doing self-talk within myself concerning is that I slow down. I'm so, I have so much energy. I've always been like this. I remember when I was in Louisiana and God had blessed where my, me and my children, we moved to Louisiana, excuse me, my mom and sister were already there and God blessed me and my children to reside with my sister for a while for a short short period of time because we had just moved there and everything and uh, God was uh, setting us up. Uh, but, of course, moved in with family, which was a great thing. And I remember walking into the house, and I was I distinctly remember it like it was earlier today. And I walked in and just myself, you know, just joyful and happy. And I remember my brother-in-law, he was like, who is that coming in the house with all that with all that energy and all that? And my sister said, that's Danielle coming in here with all that life and all that energy. And to me, it was just, you know, me being <laughs> – me being who I am, to God be the glory for the things he has done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next month, I turn a year older. So, like, I'm doing self-talk, <clears throat> excuse me, listening audience and saints that I have to kind of, like, calm this energy down a little bit and uh, possibly, probably not calm it down, but just, like, redirect it in, in another direction Thank you, Jesus, because when I minister the word of God, um, it is not a light matter to me. You know, it is not just a, a time pastor or a uh, uh, by-the-way type thing. This is an honor for God to allow me and to afford me and my husband, afford us the uh, availability to minister the word across the world. Um, I received a call a few Tuesdays ago uh, from a guy over in the United Kingdom. So, you know, therefore that lets me know that the show is around the world. And this is not a light matter for First Lady Evangelist Teacher Danielle Wilson. This is definitely an honor from the Lord. I would have never thought that I would be in this position teaching and ministering the word of God. Though years ago I had through the laying on hands of Presbyterian, he laid hands on me and shared with me that he sees me as a teacher and that my gift was going to make room for me and bring me before great men. And of a surety it has done. And, and I just trust God will be doing, I'm just speaking it, you know, into existence because it's already happened. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not saying this by faith and, you know, just hoping that it takes place. No, it has already happened and it's going to happen even the more. Um, uh, so therefore, can I, you know, by um, keeping my energy um, in the right direction where when I teach the word of God, I don't, you know, go too far over to the left or too far over to the right. 
Now, Psalms 118 and um, um, 24 says, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We We will. I would say shall, and I know I've seen that somewhere, but the word says we will rejoice and be glad in it. And the definition of will is expressing an inevitable event, meaning what I was just saying about my gift making room for me and bringing me before great men is an inevitable event. It is absolutely. Absolutely going to happen. It is inevitable because it's the will of God. It's going to happen. Just like we will rejoice and be glad in today. It is an inevitable event because it's a day that the Lord has made. And anything that God does, anything that God makes, we know is good and is very good. Uh, the call in number is 646. 646- Four nine one zero six eight For those of you that would like to call in, <clears throat> glory to God and give a testimony, a praise report. Um, if you love to sing a song, if you need understanding on the word of God, if you have a scripture that uh, you would like me to expound on or go into prayer with you about and ask God to give you revelation knowledge on, I absolutely will. I appreciate God there again for the opportunity. Now, I love gospel music. Uh, <clears throat> before I got saved, I, like, danced in the world, uh, had a rhythm, and, you know, the world says that black people have soul. I say the saints of God, glory to God, our souls are unto God. We definitely have soul. Excuse me. And if you would see some of the saints praising God, thank you, Jesus. Like, I see them in church. Oh, my gosh, it would be like, you know, to God be the glory for the things he has done. So because of that, I love music. Um, I always have loved music and even the more gospel music. I play gospel music through my home. Thank you, Jesus. It makes an inevitable change in my home, in my life, in my car. And I admonish you all to do the same listening audience, saints of God, to play the gospel music, you know, in your home and through your car and things of that nature. The Bible tells us to sing a new song unto the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's what we do. We sing a new song. So let's see. Um, My voice is a little raspy. We have ragweed uh, going on here in the Texas area. Uh, So allergies are like draining and my nose is running. Excuse me. So if you hear me sniffing a little, that's why, because I'm experiencing um, allergies. And I admonish and request prayers of the righteous that can get a prayer through to be praying with me that I get through this season. No, I am not alone in this allergies here in Texas. There are many men and women that are experiencing the same thing. So I just uh, request the prayers of the righteous that you all be praying with me uh, that I get through this uh, expeditiously, quickly, and that it never returns. So let's listen to Brian Wilson. He's already here. This is the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. I shall return.
said, right? Now in the name of Jesus, because looks like, excuse me, my taste wants to like repeat itself over and over again. And maybe I should have let that go on like that. Maybe that was God and the Holy Ghost speaking to us saying, eyes have not seen, ears haven't heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Thank you, Jesus. It's not just for anybody now. God doesn't prepare great things for just anybody, though. I know what the scripture says, you know, about God reigning on the just as well as the unjust. But eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. That's for the saints. That's not for the ain'ts. So, in other, therefore, in other words, whatever... Uh, saints of God that we have dreamed of, that we want to happen in our lives, visions that God has given us, glory to God, they are greater things that God has in store for his people. They are greater, they're bigger, they're better. Thank you, Jesus. We have not seen the things that God has in store for us. We have not heard, glory to God, the things that God has in store for us. I was just sharing with my husband, Pastor Wilson, this morning on how we got married in a mansion. We were married in a mansion. I think, you know, it's just a great thing. It's just a great thing. Uh, beautiful, beautiful home. It's a beautiful mansion. Had a great big old pool uh, uh, in the, the bay window when you walked in. And then beyond the pool was just a beautiful scenery, you know, just, just a beautiful scenery. And it was like a million-dollar home. It was a mansion. And I had mentioned that to Pastor Wilson, how we got married in a mansion. But ears haven't heard. Glory to God. We have not heard yet what God has in store for us. That's just the beginning is what I was sharing with Pastor Wilson. That's just the drop, just a little, you know, tad bit of what God has in store for those who love him. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that scripture. Glory to God. Um, I'm going to call on Pastor Wilson here shortly to come in and, and say a word to the listening audience and to the saints uh, of God that are tuned in now and that will soon be tuning in or that will tune in later because the shows are, therefore the shows are archived. Um, got a Facebook post from my cousin today, Dana and Estelle. They're on a trip to Israel. And they made it to Jerusalem this morning, about 3.35 this morning. Amen. I pray that you keep my cousin Dana and Estelle uh, in your prayers as they go uh, on their journey to Israel. They're going with a group in their church. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And they made it this morning to Jerusalem. Yay! This is their second trip. My cousin Dana uh, is a book writer. She is an author. Um, excuse me. So I pray that you all keep them in prayer. Uh, the blood of Jesus cover them, that they just enjoy the trip, that the Holy Ghost ministers to them and speaks a word to them of encouragement and deliverance. Glory to God. Even the more unity. Now, she truly has a, a testimony. And at uh, God's appointed time, I will have her on the show where she'll give you her testimony and show you how God can truly bring a person, a couple, a family out when he has um, things in store 
for that couple or that family. Hallelujah. Those things that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. I know, glory to God, when my cousin was first getting started within her marriage with my brother, with my cousin uh, Estelle, I know she did not see a second trip to Israel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Her eyes hadn't seen that, but God knew it. God had that prepared for her because she loved God. Glory to God. And in loving God, we have to go through things. When you love God, you don't love God on a bed of ease. You don't love God through comfort and doing what you want to do. The Bible says about loving God, those that love God means we're going to suffer some things. We're going to go through some things. We're going to kill our old nature and our old way, our old flesh, the way we do things, the way we think about things, the way we handle people, the way we carry ourselves. When we love God, we will not, we will hate the things of our flesh. We will not like the things of the enemy when we love God. Glory to God. And when we do that, when we have that type of love toward God, he, we will, he will have things that we've not seen prepared for us that will be manifested. He will have things that we've not heard come into fruition for our lives because of that kind of love that we have toward God. The love of living the life that God wants us to live. The love of killing our old way, our old flesh. Uh, Our old thoughts, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, that old man, putting off the old man and putting on the new man, which is after Jesus Christ, glory to God. That's the kind of love that God wants us to have for him. The love, the Bible says that there's a love that no man has where um, a, a, a brother will lay down his life. I think it's a brother will lay down his life um, for his brother. Um, that's the type of love that God wants us to have for him, that we lay down our lives for God, living a life for God. Thank you, Jesus. That when people see us, they see God in our lives. I was giving a testimony to a, a, a lady the other day, and God had spoke a word to me. I was quietly in my living room, just, you know, sitting quietly. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he spoke a word. And the word that he's pastor. Now, I never saw a position. I have never saw the title. I don't let titles become my idols. I actually tweeted that on my tweet page. Do not let your titles become your idols because you will get in trouble when you do that. We only have one God, and it is not our titles. It is Father God. Hallelujah. So I've never saw the title. I've never saw the position, and I was sitting quietly in my living room. And I heard the word pastor. Now, my husband, glory to God, who's a, a man of great wisdom, a man of understanding of the word of God, they come from, like all men, you know, back in the day, did not believe in women pastors. And today, some still don't. So I mean, I spoke, you know, quietly to God in my heart. I'm like, okay, God, you got to share this, you know, with my husband at that time, as now I was and am married. And I absolutely didn't jump up and go run in the other room and say, husband, 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 uh, God just called me as a pastor. I just heard the word. No, I quietly sit there and pray within my heart. Okay, God, you have to do this. Okay. So I go on a few days later to a, um, a gospel bookstore in the city of Cedar Hill, and I walk into the bookstore. I'm looking for a um, a 
uh, plaque on my wall, gospel sayings on my wall. I walk in the door. I find the gospel saying. I go up to the register, and a woman says, I'm going to give you a pastor's discount. It took me back a, a moment. Just, uh, a step took me back because God had just spoke the word pastor to me. And I'm like, where did you get that from? How did you know? She said, when you walked in the door, it was all over you. Ears having heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him. I love God. I'm not seeking a position. I am not seeking a title. But if that's what God has for me, then so be it. And there's no devil in hell, no evil person can take it away what God has prepared for those that love him. It just cannot be done. It will not be done because God has people prepared for us. Now, I'm not called to everybody. I already know that. God has already revealed that to me. The Holy Ghost has already quickened me to that. I'm not called to everybody, and everyone is not called to me. But for those that are called to me, I am to stand in the position that God has given me, glory to God, and walk in that authority that God has given me, as well as saints that are listening to me, that are struggling with position that God has given you, the fivefold ministry, pastors, evangelists, teachers, and preachers, and there's one other, for the perfecting of the body until we come all come into the unity of faith. It's not for me. It's not for Sister Danielle to walk around and say, uh, Pastor, no, I don't, no, I ain't got to do that. No, I don't even want to do that. When you do that, listening audience and saints, when you put a title on yourself, when you say, I am whatsoever God is calling you to be, that's a telltale evidence sign that you're really not there yet, that you really don't have it. We do not have to say who we are and who God has called us to be. They will see it on our lives. They will hear it in our speaking. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have to go around telling people who we are and what title we have. No, we're not um, lack of self-esteem and and low-confident saints. We have great confidence. We hold on to our confidence for in it is great recompense of reward. Uh, Pastor Wilson is here uh, in the studio with us. and. he said just a moment, but I want him to say something to the audience. Is there a word you'd like to speak, or you want to wait for a few moments? I'm going to wait for a few moments. Okay. okay. God, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's a great thing. We need to wait on the Holy Ghost. A thing that we must do, being saints, being led of the Holy Ghost. Okay. Today I'm going to talk about prayer, scriptures on prayers, and how prayer changes things. Now, Pastor Wilson asked me earlier, what was my lesson going to be on? And I shared with him that I'm going to talk about uh, mental illness, how prevalent it is in uh, today's society within the world. Oh, he said he's ready now. Okay, hold on one second. Not just in the state of Texas, though I have seen um, a great bit on the news of mental illness and uh, people that are suffering with mental illness um, and how they're not getting the help. They're being put in jail. They're getting tased. They're getting shot with guns. Glory to God. Mentally ill individuals do not need to be in the prisons. They do not need to be tased. They do not need to be shot. 
They need medicine. They need medicine. It's just like a physical illness when you have diabetes and you need insulin because your body is not producing enough insulin, then you have to go to an outside source, which is your doctor, and have them prescribe either a pill or a shot of insulin to put into your system to bring up the insulin that your body is not producing so you don't, you know, fall ill to diabetes. That's the physical. The mental illness, there are things within the brain that are depleting or not um, uh, being um, created in the brain for whatever reason, and there's medications that must be taken for the mental illness that is taken uh, taking place in the brain, in the mind. Um, so just like the physical with the insulin, a person experiencing a mental illness needs that type of medicine for that particular illness to bring up whatever is being depleted or has been depleted for whatever reason in their brain, okay? So um, I'm going to be speaking on not necessarily all today's show on mental illness, mental illness but how we need to start having a dialogue, how we need to communicate and eradicate the stigma that's been attached to mental illness. Now, I am absolutely capable and able on speaking on this subject. Um, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> excuse me, when I moved here to Dallas, I had spoke with uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson to, I am creating a law or taking steps to create a law named Remembering Mariah, and that's all I'm going to go in as far as that subject is concerned, and I'm asking the prayers of the righteous that you be in prayer with me, that God opens that door, gives me favor with those that have the yay, that I'm able to create this law called Remembering Mariah. It's time out. It's time now for us to open our eyes. Shake the dust off of ourselves concerning mental illness. Stop being ashamed of it. <clears throat> Stop turning your nose up at people that are suffering from mental illness. Just like you do not turn your nose up at your big mama that has diabetes, but you take her to the doctor to get her insulin, or you don't take, turn your nose up at your uncle that needs to go and have um, have his, uh, what is that, when they have to go every three times a week and, and have, uh, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Okay, let me digress. In the name of Jesus, I'm angry. I'm angry at the enemy. I'm angry at society because so many, so many of us, society, we've lost our lives. We've lost our loved ones. <clears throat> Because of the shame that has and was attached to mental illness. <clears throat> We've lost our friends. So, those that have lost their lives have lost their lives. You know, not just their natural life, but their life of freedom by being put in a jail cell because of mental illness. Excuse me. Because of the stigma that was attached. Glory to God. Well, like the word says, that there's no thing that shall be covered that shall not be uncovered. 
We will now uncover the stigma that's attached to mental illness and allow those of you that do not understand and do not know the understanding and the knowledge of mental illness because, you know, of not knowing, we will now help you on how to know and how to understand the signs and the symptoms to call for help when you're seeing a young one in class that's been bullied, being bullied, he or she does not think well of themselves. <clears throat> Glory to God. They go to the bathroom. They slit their wrist. They commit suicide and hang themselves. Glory to God. On their bunk bed in their bedroom of their home. Their mom doesn't hear them in their home, so she goes and checks on them, and she finds them dead, hanging from their bunk bed because they've been bullied, and they're having mental challenges, and the mom was unable to recognize the signs of the symptoms of suicidal tendencies. Because we are not talking about it. Because we have not talked about it. It is time out, glory to God, for that cover to hide that particular illness within our society. It's no longer a Caucasian illness. It is no it's now and has been for a very long time an African American illness. And I got you on pride, African Americans. I have pride and integrity of myself. I understand that. I got you on there. But when it comes to being illiterate and being um unlearned or ignorant because you want to hold on to your pride and not get understanding and communicate, excuse me, about an illness that's going on in your family, woe be unto you. That, that's not smart. That's not smart. You're holding on to pride and, and an appearance, and you have a family member or a friend or a student friend that's going through a mental illness, going through some challenges or some changes, and you're seeing this happen and your family, and you're not seeking help about it, you're not calling someone to try to help you, you're not taking that person specifically to the hospital to get help, well, I'm shame on you. Shame on you. And it's time out. It's time to stop it. And for us to stand up, glory to God, I will be one standing in line, glory to God, if not the first in line, like I said a few Weeks ago, I used to play basketball, and, I, and when you made an error, you raised your hand. I would be the first one in line raising my hand saying, I want to help. I can help. What can we do? Let's have some seminars. Let's have some workshops. Let's have some classes. Let's communicate education awareness on mental illness, signs, and symptoms. I remember distinctly a news report of a man. He had a... Um, he had a barbecue fork in his hand, and the officer, now he was down on one knee, okay? He was, like, totally um, 
not he was uh in this in defensive he was not he was not defensive you know he was back he was opposite of defensive um he was on one knee he had the pit barbecue for, it was on the news and the police officer shot him shot him and what i saw i saw this man being shot like an animal that's what i saw you know like an animal people with mental illness are not animals Glory to God. They are human beings that are suffering not a physical illness like a diabetic physical illness. Glory to God. Diabetic coma or diabetic um, shock or things like that. But they're experiencing a mental illness and they need medication. They don't need to be shot and they don't need to be tased. I was honored. Glory to God to be at the Potter's House this weekend with Faith Johnson, Bishop T.D. Jakes, our new Chief Hall, Chief Val, Valdez, uh, Lupe Valdez, and the attorney, oh my gosh, Lord, forgive me, attorney, uh, district attorney, very well known. I think it's Toby, uh, oh gosh, um, let me get his name, because names are very important to me. I've always uh, my name is important on how people pronounce it, and I've always uh, blew on the block. Uh, I believe is what blew on the block is what it was this past uh, weekend, past Saturday, and I was afforded the opportunity to go. It was outstanding. Glory to God. The people that were there, the the upper echelons that were there, spirit and atmosphere in the room was a whole another level. It was a whole uh, another uh, step with the people's minds and their thoughts and their ways toward making change. It's time, glory to God, that we make a change. It's time to stop, stop talking about it. Stop talking about one another. Stop talking about the mental illness that's in the African American community and make a change. If you're not a change agent, then pray about it. If you can't pray about it, then get on the Internet, Google, and get some understanding about it before you put your mouth on something that you don't understand. That's ignorant. That's unlearned. That's being unlearned if you're going to communicate something that you don't know. That makes a person really look not smart or not learned. Excuse me. So let me get the um, the names of those that I was in a company with. As I shared earlier, the Presbyterian laid hands on me and made the statement, it was God, it was God, it was all God, that my gifts will make room for me and bring me before great men. And I was sure I was in a room filled with great men and women. Woo, it was great. Listen, listen, audience, I was like, there was a, a row that said reserves. I was right behind the reserve row, and the reserve row was pastors and leaders of the Potter's House. And you talk about, oh, my gosh, I, I just enjoyed myself. I wasn't, like, overly excited or, you know, overwhelmed or things like that because I'm supposed to be there. That's what I'm supposed to be. You got to know where you're supposed to be. I'm supposed to be in there. And I felt well. I felt like I fit. Like a fish in water, glory to God. I sat there. I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be right where I was at this past Saturday morning. 
Thank you, Jesus. And it, it was just an awesome uh, forum. Let me get the names of all of the individuals, the leaders, excuse me, they were on uh, the stage. And, and the, the attorney, I did not recognize him. And I asked a gentleman that was sitting on the side of me his name. And he said he was a prominent uh, district attorney. And he also has been on television if he didn't have his own TV show. Uh, Toby, and I want to say this right, I'm not going to let this go. I'm not going to let this just go by me. The devil is a lie. Let me see. Hang on. Uh, Blue block. Mm. Uh, Okay, hang on. Let's see here. Excuse me. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Let me put Lou. See, if I was before you, I would be like the leaders. Well, I am a leader, but those that have the uh, laptops and the little uh, tablets, and I would be like typing on my tablet you know, with my stand before you. And so you would see me typing and it would all flow together. Blue on the block, uh, leaders on the forum, leaders. And it would all flow pretty good. But because I'm on the radio and you don't see me doing this, it's probably a little quiet. Can we really, okay, let's see. Dallas, top cop and other officials. Uh, let's go here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Glory to God. So we need, therefore, we need to uh, come together and make it happen and make it happen. Glory to God. Uh, Let's see. Dallas, let's see. Okay. Dallas can't become a city on a hill unless its faith leaders, politicians, and law enforcement officials work together to solve problems. That's what I was just saying. We've got to work together. Um, Okay. Here we go. Dallas County District Attorney Faith Johnson. You know, we have the the computer has these pop-ups. Sometimes we have to uh, close these pop-ups and uh, disable them. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Okay. Dallas County District Attorney Faith Johnson moderated the discussion which featured Bishop T.D. Jakes of the Potter's House, Dallas County, let me come down, Dallas County Sheriff Lupe Valdez, New Dallas Police Chief U. Renee Hall, and Defense Attorney Toby Shook as the panelists. It was fabulous listening audience. It was so full of um, a whole nother level. A whole nother level of thinking. See, that's what it was. The thought process of those that were in that room uh, was dynamic. And the people, it looks like uh, some of the folks that were there were Protestants and Methodists. They were from all different um, walks in the faith um and the faith community, and it was just great. It was white and black and Hispanic and just really, really good. Uh, 
uh, Chief Valdez. She has a program for mental uh, mental illness, a program that she's working on. Um, Chief Hall mentioned that she's willing. Bishop Jake mentioned that he's willing to work with any individual, anybody that's ready to make change and make things happen. Listening audience, glory to God. Thanks of God, Sister Danielle Wilson is an agent of change. I am ready to see things change without going into a lot of detail and a lot of um, uh, brief overview of why I'm ready. Just know that I'm ready. God say the same. You will see and hear me out there making change. Um, I want to say also to the guy that that slashed those women in downtown Dallas. They had his friend um, speak on television. Excuse me. He knew the guy when he was a teenager, and the guy had fallen on hard times. So his friend had taken him in, and he said that that person that did that yesterday or Sunday is not the guy that he knows. He said that the guy um, confided in him that he has schizophrenic, and so the guy that helped him out took him to get his medicine. He said as long as he was on his medicine, he was a great guy. He was fine. But somehow he ran out of medicine, wasn't able to keep the medication up. And his friend was not able to keep him housed in his home. Okay, so he's homeless and he got off of his medicine. And see, that's what I'm saying, listening to the audience and saints of God. The medication. The Bible says medicine doeth good like a merry heart. Okay, so for those of you faith-filled individuals, Holy Ghost-filled Christians that have an issue with medicine, go to the scriptures, look it up, and see where it says, medicine doeth good like a merry heart. Just like the insulin doeth good for diabetes, whatever diagnosis that is in the mental illness, that medication is going to do good for that particular diagnosis. No more shame, glory to God. You know, no more in the darkness. Too many people are dying. Too many people are getting hurt. Time out. Foot on being ashamed. Foot on pride and arrogancy. Glory to God. Away with that. We've got to help people. Thank you, Jesus. It's a new time. It's a new day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is prevalent now. We've got to step up and do something about it. Okay, so what I'm envisioning, what's coming to mind now is how the kids at one time, there was no food. The kids were like really going hungry, you know, and we had stepped up to the plate and uh, no kid left behind and feed one, you feed them all and all that great stuff. You know, we stepped up to the place, started feeding them kids. Glory to God, because there was a need. It was prevalent in the society that the kids were going to bed without being fed. So here society stepped up. We got grant money. We got programs together. Thank you, Jesus, God, I thank you. We went to work to help the kids. How much not more will we go to work to help those that are suffering with mental illness? Not just adults, but kids as well. I mentioned to you earlier how a mom, it was on the news. She didn't hear her child playing running through the house. She went to his bedroom. He was hanging from his bunk bed, killed himself because he had been bullied and the mental pressure that was upon him that he could not handle. And because his mom had no earthly ideal on signs and symptoms of mental illness, she lost her child. No more. Not on my watch. 
It's not going to happen anymore. If I have anything to do with it, which Sister Danielle does, not on my watch. There will be some changes made. There will be some things done. And I am not in it by myself. Glory to God. I am not by myself in this. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for it. I've got some great people that I'm that, that standing before me that I'm just going to step up to the plate and stand next to and do what I can to help. In the name of Jesus, I thank God. I'm reminded. I'm going to say this. and um, Prayer changes things. Thank you, Jesus. I'll uh, uh, share with you some scriptures on that. My daughter lives in Florida, and she was passing uh, the street. There was a woman, start naked, laying on the ground, screaming, you know, just just no clothes on, in the middle of the street, daylight, daylight. And this guy had taken out his cell phone, which I, I hear, I don't see a lot, but I do see on the news, though, that people will take their cell phones out and start video anything and everything, all right? So here this guy is taking his video out of this woman, African-American sister, no clothes on, and he's going to video her and probably put her out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ain't no telling where. And my sister, my daughter stood up and, you know, why are you, don't do that. You know, don't take, she she could not pass that. She said cars were passing by the woman, you know, like the woman wasn't even uh, in the street. Like no one was there. My daughter got out of her car, covered the woman up. When the woman came to, she realized that she didn't have any clothes on. And she started apologizing and just, you know, was really, um, she come to find out she had schizophrenic and I believe bipolar both together. Um, she had been taking her medicine, but something had happened that particular day that caused her to have a break. Now, mind you, this woman, this is, and I use this word too, rode up or, or drove up, I don't know if it was an Escalade or a Mercedes, okay? So the woman was rolling in an up-to-date, fine, sharp, nice vehicle, okay? She was not a homeless a walking the streets woman, she was a woman that was taking care of business because she had, I don't know if it was a Mercedes or an Escalade, but she had a very nice vehicle. And she just happened to have had a break at that particular moment. And instead of somebody stop, instead of someone stopping and helping the woman, they were driving by her, a guy was stopping, you know, to take a, a, a video my God, take a video of this woman in the worst time of her life, the worst moment of her life, the darkest days of her life. Now, just think, she gets back together, gets back on her job. She may even be the owner. She may be the boss of her business, and her people see that on the internet, exposed like that. Just think what that would have done for her business, her, her, um, her integrity, her person. We need to stop it. We need to stop exposing people and start helping people. So the guy that was in Florida, here in Dallas, Texas, the friend of the guy that is now in jail, that need not to have been in jail, we've got to do something for clinics, and I have some ideals that, that I'm going to pass by uh, Chief Valdez as well as Chief Hall to help some of the people that are um, homeless 
that doesn't have insurance to get the medications that they need. I have an ideal, okay? So saints, therefore, saints that can get a prayer through, those of you that are praying saints, those of you that are prayer warriors, that are intercessors, continue to lift up Sister Danielle Wilson that got open the doors, first of all, for the law to be passed, name Remembering Mariah, Secondly of all, glory to God, that God gives me favor with those that are in authority, that we get some programs and some things done, that my ideal is warmly welcomed and accepted, and we put it into fruition, that it becomes, uh, that it gets legs and start running, glory to God, to people that need the help. Thank you, Jesus. I, you know, I'm a willing vessel, and I appreciate God for it. I'm not sad about it. I ain't mad about it. I ain't making no excuses about it. I'm not coming down about it. Glory to God. I'm staying on the wall. I'm going to stay on the wall, and I'm going to let God use me until until whenever, until he takes me on home. Thank you, Jesus. Call the number 646-649-1068. 646 If you'd like to call in and mention on the subject that I'm speaking on, mental illness, if you have someone, excuse me, in your family, a friend, a loved one uh, that you need prayer with, do call in and I'll absolutely stand in the gap with you, pray for you, that the peace, the love, the power, the anointing, the healing of God flow through that family member. Glory to God. If they're needing medication and counseling, that they're able to walk through the doors with your help. This type of in, uh, illness, physical illness, some sometimes people can go to the clinic and hospitals by themselves. This type of illness, family members and friends are needed to go with them. This type of illness, sometimes people can't go by themselves. They'll need someone to go with them. So if you are that someone, if you have that family member or that friend, that coworker, glory to God, that person that you see in your neighborhood, that child that you see in your neighborhood, that no longer likes to do anything, kind of sitting around, the head is hung down, they're kind of sad looking, glory to God, they don't have any life, no joy, don't want to do anything anymore, go talk to them. You may be the very one that God is using to take them to the doctor, take them to the hospital, take them to the clinic, away with, I don't have any insurance. I don't have an insurance card. Away with that. Take them to the hospital. Take them to the clinic. Take them to the doctor. Let the hospital deal with that. That's not your concern. That's not your concern, their insurance, whether they have it or not. Your concern is that they get the help they need, that they get healthy in their minds, in their soul, in their spirit, glory to God, in their life. Don't worry about the health insurance, okay? Medicaid, Medicare, no insurance, under insurance, that's not your concern. Your concern is that you get that person the help that they need. In Jesus' name, glory to God, continuing moving forward. God is a good God, and I thank God for such a time as this. I'm reminded, glory to God, there was a guy uh, in the Bible uh, who was born blind. And the people asked if it was his mom or dad that had sinned for him to have been born blind. And the man said, God spoke. You know, in, in essence, it was God speaking, saying, neither his mom nor his dad sinned, but that God may get the glory, 
glory to God, out of that situation. That God is going to get the glory, glory to God, out of this situation. I am grateful. You know, God spoke to me a few years ago. I was seeking God. I'm like, God, why? Why? You know, we ask, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can ask God why. Now, if you're still developing your relationship with Jesus Christ and you still don't feel comfortable with that, then don't do it, okay? Because, well, I'll say this. The word says, come boldly to the throne and let us reason together. That's the word. That previous statement was Sister Danielle. Um, uh, eradicate that. <laughs> you gotta thank you. Get rid of that one. Let's go with the word. The word says, let us come boldly to the throne. That we can come go boldly to the throne. Um, let us come boldly to the throne. And, um, you know, we, we can talk to God. We can talk to God and, and share with him the things that are going on in our lives and things that we've experienced, things that uh, we don't like, we don't understand. So I was asking God, I was like, God, why? You know, why, God, why? And I heard him say, he was looking for someone to show himself strong in. I am grateful to God that he chose me and my family to show himself strong in. God is a good God. Glory to God. We stand here today because of the grace, the mercy, the power of God. Hallelujah. God, he is a miraculous God for such a time as this, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of salvation unto the Jew first and then unto the Gentile. Glory to God. I am engrafted. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. He's just an awesome, awesome God. And I'm just enjoying myself on the show today. I pray that you all are enjoying me as well and what God is uh, saying through me and uh, using me to say to you and for you and, you know, with you and to increase you to go get help. If you need help, you know, with the mental, mental illness in your family, yourself, glory to God. If you need help, go get that help because, because we do not want to lose another being. We don't want to lose another person. We don't want another person, you know, in jail, locked up in jail, and they need medicine. You know, uh, that's not that's not the place they're supposed to be. And I'm reminded, um, uh, Chief Valdez mentioned that her jail is full, you know, with people that shouldn't be there. They need to be in clinics. They need to be in hospitals. Uh, they need to be on medication and seeing doctors. Uh, and that's something that I've, I have said before I was um before I was in the presence of the meeting this past Saturday, that uh, people with mental illness do not need to be in jails, glory to God. They don't need to be tased, and they don't need to be shot, okay? They need medication, just like diabetes people need their insulin, glory to God. What I'll do, God say the same next Teaching Tuesday, I'll get some documentation on uh, the brain and the mind and what happens, what's going on that will cause a breakdown uh, within the mind, you know, what's not being produced and what needs to be produced in the minds of those that suffer a break, just like what's not being produced in a, a diabetic, which is the insulin, and um, they need 
uh, outside reinforcement, which is the insulin appeal or a shot. And I'm vividly seeing how someone is on a, um, oh my gosh, let me ask Pastor Wilson. Pastor Wilson. <clears throat> Pastor, what, where are you, brother? What is uh, the, and um, once a week, dialysis. That's it, dialysis. When an individual, an uncle or an aunt, um, their kidneys are failing and they have to go on dialysis, that's a physical illness. Three times a week, they got to go to dialysis, glory to God, and get the blood cleaned and, you know, everything and stuff, like reclaimed and put back in and everything and stuff. Same way with mental. It's just mental instead of physical. Same difference. It's an illness. It is not a shame. It has become a problem or a challenge, not a problem. But a challenge because for so many years we kept it swept under the carpet. We kept it quiet. We didn't talk about it, especially in the African-American community. And it's time out. All right, my brothers and sisters, come on. It's time for us to talk about it. I am first, well, I am first in line because my leaders in the city, they're first in line, and I'm just going to step next to them, glory to God. Raise my hand with them, thank you, Jesus, and say, God, send me. I'll go. God, tell me what to say, and I'll say it. Reveal to me, Father God, the programs, the plans, the strategy, God. I'll put it together, Lord. I'll do it. And I'm not doing it alone. Jesus said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. But he would be with me until the end of the world. That's what he told me. He told me to go, and he would go with me. He told me to be not dismayed at the faces. He told me I have nothing to fear because he's with me. And I don't say that out in the atmosphere to sell myself on it, I say it out in the atmosphere because it is of a surety. It is a truth. Glory to God. It's not a fact. Facts can change. The fact is your bank account has $250. $250. After you pay your electric bill, your gas bill, and your water bill, the fact is, your bank account now has twenty twelve dollars in it. Twelve dollars in it because you paid all the bills. Facts can change. Truth never changes, and the truth of the word will stand forever. Hallelujah! The earth will change, but one jot and one tittle of God's word will never fail because it's the truth. It's God's truth. God created the universe. He created the heavens and the stars. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How can that creation change? It's a truth that he created in six days. It is a truth. It will stand forever until he comes and burns it up with fire because of mankind. And I pray, me and mine, I believe God, that we will be with Jesus at that time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Um, I'm having a great time on the show today. I pray, glory to God, that you all are being blessed as well. Um, 
what do I want to minister on? Prayer changes things is one thing that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I found today within my repertoire of teaching material. Um, we absolutely know that prayer changes things. What I'm going to do, though, listening audience, I'm going to go ahead and um, cut the show short today. I've got like 54 minutes in a few seconds, and I really feel um, the leading of the Holy One of Israel, the unction from the Holy One of Israel to let go and let God continue to have his way in what he said today on this show. Because today is what, what I said today on mental illness is what I had planned on saying, is what I, I, I kind of planned on talking about, you know, and uh, saying whatever we plan, we have to follow through with it, okay? I know things will come and try to divert us and get us on different um get us on different tracks and different roads and things of that nature. But we must know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Also, I'm studying on some other things, uh, Ephesians 6, I believe it is. Yeah, Ephesians 6, uh, that God has been dealing with me about. And when I get the understanding, revelation knowledge of it, I will absolutely uh, be speaking and ministering on it, excuse me, for the edifying of the saints. Glory to God for the building up until we all come into the unity of the faith. Um, I am not afraid of the word. The word is what is what kept me. The word is what built me. The word is what delivered me. The word is what changed me. The word is what rearranged me. Glory to God. The word is what made me who I am, who you hear today. It is, was, and will always be the word of God and the love of God, the mercy of God. I'm reminded, glory to God, the minister speaking a few days ago, he was talking about uh, Jonah going to Nineveh and how, it's just so hilarious to me, how the way he portrayed a portion of it, how Jonah did not like Nineveh anyway, Um <laughs> And how he went through the streets, you know, praying, God, get them, you know, kill them, you know, their houses, their cattle, the grass that the cattle eat, everything, God, get, just destroy all of it, because Jonah didn't like Nineveh anyway. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but of course, Nineveh prayed, and we have a merciful and a kind and a loving and a forgiving God. I thank God that he's not like man, and he forgave Nineveh. Um, and then the bishop has spoke, the minister has spoken, said, now once God forgives you, who was talking about Jonah, because Jonah said, I ain't going, Lord, you know, you told me to do something, I ain't going to do it, thank you, Jesus. How many times do the saints get in their flesh and say what they ain't going to do? Well, be careful in saying what you ain't going to do, because you could end up in the belly of a fish. Serious trouble. When God tells us to do something, we have to be willing, ready, and able to do it. Okay, so therefore, Jonah said, I ain't going to do it. Got in the well, repented. The well spit him out. It was a three-day journey. I think he made it in an hour. I may not be accurate on it, but it was a three-day journey. He got there lickety-split, did what God said he was going to do. Glory to God. And God blessed through Jonah's testimony and obedience to God. Now, what I heard the minister say was when God as you walk in through those streets, it was God speaking to me through the minister. 
Thank you, Jesus, and opening doors and allowing me to minister what God gives me, to not forget that it's the mercy of God that I stand here today speaking to you, that you hear my voice. Glory to God. It is the mercy, the love, the care, and the forgiveness of God. It is not Sister Danielle. It's the mercy of God. And I stand here and I thank God for his mercy, you know, and uh, therefore, when the doors open and you see me, I'm speaking and you see me because it's already been spoken. I'm just reiterating it. It is the mercy of God. Thank you, Jesus. I absolutely. And I thank God so much for the minister in saying that because when he spoke it, it was absolutely God talking to my heart, my soul, and my mind. Sister Danielle, don't forget, you know, too much is given, much is required. But don't forget that it was my mercy that had have you there, <clears throat> that has you standing there, that have you, you know, in the midst, uh, participating, uh, ministering. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's the mercy of God. It is not Sister Danielle. And I just thank God for his mercy. Um, thank you, Jesus. Let me go see if Pastor Wilson would like to say anything to you all before we go off. Okay. He has signified and signaled no. Um, but it was my it, it is my honor to come to you every Teaching Tuesday last Wednesday. Last week it was on a Wednesday. Pastor Wilson and I had an event at uh, downtown library, at the library downtown, um, very uh, prosperous event. Thank you, Jesus. The floor was open to us to speak some things that we do uh, within our church, <clears throat> which are 501c3s, nonprofits. If there's anybody out there, individual and our business, that would like to um, obtain your 501c3 with the IRS, do reach out to us at all in the body of Christ at yahoo.com. That's all A L L N I N D T H E body B O D Y of O F Christ C H R I S T at yahoo.com. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Or if that's a little bit too much for you to, uh, to remember, Danielle USA at yahoo.com. Danielle, D O N I E L E, USA at yahoo.com. If you're needing your 501c3, if you're needing your EIN, if you're wanting to uh, promote your nonprofit in other states and you need articles in other states to solicit your nonprofit, we do those as well. We also do donation request letters. Um, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And in everything that has anything to do with the 501c3's tax-exempt status, as well as nonprofits, articles of incorporation, our organization can absolutely help you with it. We've been doing this since 2008. We have a 99.99% approval rate. Glory to God. Everybody that goes out. To God be the glory, has received their tax exempt status. We have referral letters if you need someone to refer, uh, you know, as a referral on the status of our uh, operation and the spirit of excellence that we work in. Don't hesitate to ask. <clears throat> 
Excuse me. I appreciate all of you that are listening in, that will listen in um, in in the future. There again, keep my cousin Dana and Estelle in your prayers uh, over in Israel that they have an enlightening time and moment with God, glory to God. I'm not sure how long it is, but however long it is, that God be with them and lead them and guide them, and their love grows and relationships grow, and glory to God, they meet new people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that there will be divine connections and divine setups in the name of Jesus when they're there. Hallelujah. They have a, a, a marriage ministry, that their marriage ministry is hooked up with somebody, you know, across the seas in Dubai. And, and and that person in Dubai wants to pay a, a trip for them to go over and teach on marriage ministry, divine setups and divine connections in Jesus' name. I call it done in my cousin's life in the name of Jesus. I pray that you continue praying with me and for me concerning the mentally ill community, that we stand together, those of us that are in leadership, able and available to help those that don't have a voice, that our voices are heard to help them, that no one dies anymore. Thank you, Jesus, because they need medicine, because they need medication or they need counseling, not because they're criminals and we're afraid of them. That's why people are in jail. That's what Chief Valdez says. She said that the jail is for people who we are afraid of. And I can absolutely understand that. Murderers, rapists, you know, folks like that that are truly, like, detrimental to our health, they need to be in the jail. The folks that need medicine, they don't need to be in the jail. Just think about it. You know, your your auntie or uncle that has this a diabetic that needs insulin, <clears throat> excuse me, do they need to be in jail? Should they be in jail because they had a, a diabetic shock or a diabetic, uh, what, coma? Not coma, but they go into diabetic shock and, you know, they get to shaking and things like that. Should you, like, call the police and send them, you know, to jail? Or your relative that has, um, uh, what is it called, renal failure, a dialysis failure? I'm reminded of AIDS. When AIDS it came out, you know, and, and the stigma that was attached to AIDS. Well, look at 2017. They found cures. They have parades. The same with breast cancer. You know, when breast cancer first came out, people weren't talking about it. They were like, oh, you know, the B, the C word. You know, now there's research. There's a, a month, a breast cancer awareness month. There are walks for breast cancer. Therefore, with saying that and seeing the history that people can and have done, I know that the, that the mentally ill illnesses will be rectified. It will be fixed. It will come together, especially with AIDS. Because of AIDS, how AIDS was really looked down upon and looked bad at it. You know, anybody that had AIDS, they were like, you know, someone with um, back in the day when they had, uh, what is that? Not, oh, goodness, thank you, Jesus. When when they, you know, couldn't be around anybody else. They they were just so sick and had such a bad illness that they couldn't be around anybody else. That's how AIDS was back in the 70s. But look at it now. AIDS has research. 
uh, going on. They have they've developed several different types of medications to heal and to fix. People are living longer. And I just, because of that, glory to God, I have hope. I can feel it. I can feel it on the left side of my brain. God, I thank you. There's hope. There's hope. Those families that have loved ones that have suffered with mental illness, are suffering with mental illness, there is hope. We're going to get through this as a society, as a people, together, helping one another, just like the people came together to help the AIDS epidemic, the breast cancer epidemic, glory to God. There's an epidemic of mental illness, and there is hope. There will be research done. People will find why. Why does it happen? You know, we will be able to be preventive. There will be preventive medications um, that will take place that will prevent if there's a family um, issue with it, if there's a family line, there's going to be medication that's going to prevent it, preventive medif- uh, medication that's going to stop that family line. Drawn the bl- not just the blood of Jesus, not just the bloodline drawn, glory to God, but medication, preventive medication. Thank you, Jesus. That's what they have now. So I have hope. I'm hearing hope, glory to God. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost, the the Holy One of Israel, the unction from the Holy One of Israel that there's going to be hope, that there is hope. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I see the light. I hear the light. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? There's a scripture. I don't know if there's a scripture, but the saints say it's come to pass. This particular event within our society has come to fruition that it may pass, that we may get past it with victory, glory to God, with honor, thank you, Jesus, with new revelation, new knowledge, thank you, Jesus, new medications, new research. It has come to the forefront to pass on by it's come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank God for it. I'm glad. Because I don't want to lose anybody else. I don't want to lose any other children, any other kids. I was at a a um, school, back-to-school event, and I partnered with uh, SAMHSA, who is a mental, mental illness education, other educational um, curriculum that they have. And I had um, requested suicidal Uh, wallet cards as well as a poster and they had a table for me and everything and um, I had it up the posters up behind me on the lockers and then I had my information as a parental uh, toolkit on prevention of suicidal tendencies and great stuff like that and I tell you the the parents that pass by now I am not a passive individual and I shared with you earlier I would come in the house when I lived with my sister years ago, and I, the joy of the Lord and just who I am. And my brother-in-law was like, who is that coming in with all that joy and happiness? And my sister was like, that's Danielle. Same way then, it's the same way now. I was at my table, and I'd come on over here, come, you know, and i tell them what I had. And i share with you, listening audience. If there were not mothers that had tears in their eyes that were crying, saying, we need this, I need this. They were actually giving me the names, the diagnosis, 
the phone numbers of their children. See, that's medical. That's a HIPAA law. You don't, and they don't, they didn't know me. I was a strict stranger to them, strictly a stranger. I was just part of the event. But because of the calling that God has upon my life and, and, and being chosen for such a time as this, they were able to hear and to see what God is doing through me and with me. And I'm ready for God to do it. I'm willing for God to do it. So I share with them what I have available as far as suicidal tendencies and, you know, I'm going to be doing workshops and things at the school. And they were telling me about their children, their sons and their daughters that were experiencing anger and, and mental illness and different diagnoses. They were giving me diagnosis of some of their children. They were giving me their children's names. Oh, my God. And I was seeing God. I was listening to God and watching God move, glory to God, in this particular uh, event and, and circumstance. And, you know, they gave me the names of the schools where some of the kids were going, saying, I want you there. We need you there. We need you to come in and talk to our kids about what's going on. Talk to us about what's going on. And I just, you know, I am ready. I'm putting some things together. I'm ready for it. I'm willing. I'm able. I'm capable in Jesus' name. Who was that? Jacob? Jacob who said, we're well able to take the land. Glory to God. I am well able with those that are in authority in the cities. Glory to God. The faith leaders, we are well able to take on this giant of mental illness that's been tearing down and killing our people. We are more than able to stand against it. Together, glory to God, we can make it happen. We can fix it for our kids, that they no longer kill themselves. They're not bullied anymore. Social media bullying, anti-bullying in the schools. Thank you, Jesus. Away with it. I'm angry. I have a righteous indignation. I'm angry about it. It's worse now than when it was when I was in school. Kids were always like, they're going to be kids, right? They're going to talk about you. They're going to, kids will talk about kids. That's just kids. But it's gotten worse now, far worse now. We wasn't killing ourselves back when I was coming up in school. You know, it just hurt a little bit. We brush it off or we beat them up. That's what I would do. People talk about there would be guys that would talk about me. They would talk about me, say certain things about me, and I got, got to the place where I was fed up with it. And I got up out of my chair, and I turned around, and I started beating on them. And they was like flying backwards out of their chair. I remember this one guy, he sent me a Facebook post back from high, uh, junior high, and he said how he had a crush on me and everything. He thought I was cute. But he said, Danielle, you hit too hard. <laughs> back then, we beat, we beat them up. You know, they talked about us. Now, kids are killing themselves, being talked about. We got to do something about it. Glory to God. Thank you. We got to do something about it. I'm willing. I'm not one that stands back and says, well, let's do something about it or talk about it. I'm about it. My mom said before she passed, Danielle does not let grass grow under her feet. That is a true statement. Now, I have learned how to wait on God, okay, and not be zealous and run out there a zeal without knowledge. That's not good. That doesn't glorify God or me or the purpose, okay? So I'm not running out there without knowledge. I will be fully equipped when I go out there to do what God is calling me to do. 
And I request the prayers of the righteous that you be in prayer with me and for me. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, that God's will will be accomplished in my life. I thank God for this opportunity on Blog Talk Radio. This is the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. Until next Teaching Tuesday, September 26th, be blessed to be a blessing. I pray for you. I pray for your children, your finances, your health. Glory to God. Your job. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Your transportation. God, watch over you as you travel on the highways and byways. That God give you favor both with him and man. Glory to God. If God is calling you to do something, if he's called you, he will equip you to take care of whatever he's called you to do. Until next Teaching Tuesday, be blessed to be a blessing. I love you with the love of the Lord. I'll talk with you then. Bye-bye. God bless you.